Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Good morning, folks. I don't know about you. Thoroughly exhausted. Uh, five or six straight days of part of parades and partying and spending time with friends and uh, certainly need a couple of days uh, to try and regroup, uh, you know, re- re- recollect and get together again. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to do that. And hopefully you will as well. But all things considered, it seems as though Mardi Gras 2024 went incredibly well and it didn't really matter what parish you were in there were some incidents that we should not be very proud of but the fact of the matter is as long as we can keep those to a minimum and keep plugging away and working at that and uh, heightening awareness about what you should do and not do and how you should act at mardi gras parades we will be better served had an opportunity to spend a little time with the uh co-captains of the crew of Argus last night at dinner and and talked about their role out in Metairie. Uh, Crowds bigger this year than last year. Um, They had the one incident with the rider uh, on the float. Uh, He is fine. I double-checked on him. Wasn't anything uh, to do with anything other than he had crossed over to try and throw beads uh, to family members, and those beads heavier than he thought. Kind of toppled him over, and he went over the uh, the side of the float. But uh, thankfully, he's good. But the pace, uh, they tell me, in Metairie was great. Everything went well. Um, they try to uh, operate on a three and a half hour pace in in their parades, and it seems as though they were able to achieve same. And I think a lot of the folks that I talked to that attended the parade, they all had a great time. It was a great evening, a great day, and um, they were very excited about what they were able to pull off in in Jefferson Parish. And as you know, myself, uh, Tommy Tucker, and um, myself, and Scoot, and we were all out on the parades uh, yesterday. Uh, Linda, Ashley, assisting as well, um, you know, and simulcasting on multiple stations. We had a great time. want to thank Walt Leger and his entire organization, we were able to broadcast from the balcony there at 2020 St. Charles Avenue, the New Orleans and Company building, beautiful location, almost directly across from the Pontchartrain Hotel. Uh, we just really enjoyed watching the crowds. I mean, you could just sit up there and people watch all afternoon and didn't even really have to say a word, quite frankly, because it was just uh, good fun. Uh, it looked like a uh, a collective group of the old Morrison's cafeterias uh, stacked up down the neutral ground. It was uh, the aroma of so many different types of meats and dishes and stuff. 
that were being prepared on the neutral ground. Um, everybody was having just great fun, uh, beautiful floats, both in Zulu and Rex. Um, great job throughout the day. And we're going to be checking in with Arthur Hardy in the back half of this 10 o'clock hour uh, to get his uh, summary as it relates to um, Mardi Gras. Um, we, my wife and I always uh, get home on uh, Mardi Gras night. We watch the meeting of the court. We did so last evening. Two beautiful queens of both Comus and Rex, and of course, uh, Rex and Comus and Mask. You don't know uh, who that is, but uh, we enjoy watching and listening to the traditions of the two of the oldest crews here in the city of New Orleans and uh, the ending of uh, the Mardi Gras season and, and what that means. And then you go out onto the streets of Bourbon Street, and I'm Ann Kirkpatrick, the new NOPT superintendent, got to experience riding uh, down and walking down the uh, Bourbon Street as we bring Mardi Gras to a close and beginning the Lenten season. Today's Ash Wednesday as well for those um, who maybe are not quite themselves this morning and can't uh, don't quite remember what day it may be, but it is Ash Wednesday uh, today. And there's an opportunity to go to any number of places throughout the metropolitan area to receive ashes if you so uh, desire. I spent five days down at the warehouse district. Uh, had a great time. Um, and I uh, want to thank Myra and Christian for hosting us a couple of nights and family members and in a uh, a box that they have and just had a great, great time there. Uh, good people there being able to see in Dimian. Also, uh, Desi Vega hosting us uh, one night with uh, our group from uh, WWL and, and having dinner at his restaurant and, and watching the parades from the box. I, I wish his dad a quick recovery. I missed seeing his dad this year. He's always in the box with his mom. And uh, I heard he was a little under the weather, and we wish him the best, and hopefully he fully recovers, and I'm certain that, that he will. But all of these little nuances that come together for Mardi Gras that uh, really add to uh, the experience, uh, and, and you have uh, so much fun in, in doing these things and, and all these little traditions that you build within your own group, uh, which is uh, a lot of fun as well, and we really took uh, advantage of all of that o over this past five days and got to see the city really, in many respects, um, in its best behavior. Did everything go as planned? No. Did sometimes were you sitting there scratching your head wondering, why did they do this this way? Yes. Um, many times uh, you never know what hand is going to be dealt you could be a breakdown of a float or a car uh, that was not parked in the right place that seemed to be a big challenge this year uh, people parking on parade routes not recognizing you're choking up the street they can't make the turn and then we got a problem and then we have a delay um, it, it would be wise to never park a car on a parade route it would also be wise if people would just Take the time to get on your app on the phone and figure out where the parade goes uh, because uh, it gives you some pretty good inclination and information about where you should not be. But 
as things go, every year we have those that are not thinking about this, and then they get angry when they can't find their car, when they come back to the parade route, and the car is kaput, ain't there no more. And then you have a lot of folks on the parade route that are not too happy because they're sitting around waiting on the parade uh, to pass. But these are challenges that we have each and every year. And I guess, you know, when you think about it and you look back upon it, it is what it is. Uh, You try to make the best of it. We all wonder and we make conversation about it. And, of course, sometimes the conversation is more lucid than other times, depending on the consumption of whatever spirit you're consuming at the time. But the fact of the matter is, at the end, it's all just damn good fun. And uh, it's something that we do here in a unique way. And we'll get a chance to talk about that throughout today's show uh, any number of times uh, with some of our guests. I did want to talk about a couple of things that are going on. A lot of folks, uh, the the Congress went at it again, and uh, they actually impeached Alejandro Mayorkas, the secretary to the Department of Homeland Security. Not sure where that leads and what that's going to be. Not sure that that's going to get anywhere on the other side. But for the sake of um, an impeachment, he was, in fact, impeached. Is there enough evidence to impeach him? Probably so. Um, You know, a lot of what they said they were going to do, didn't do, aren't doing, uh, you know, not taking advantage of things that were there before, uh, making decisions that have totally uh, screwed up this whole operation at the southern border and in in a lot of cases testifying before Congress and not really being totally forthright. I'm not going to say that he was lying, uh, but there was more to the story that he did not want to reveal at that point in time. He knows it. They knew it. We know it. Um, and it just continues on. Uh, to give you an example, uh, just... Um, Yesterday, a story comes out of the New York Times talking about um, Mayor Mike Johnson in Denver and the challenges that they're having. Denver is a city of about 750,000 people, and they have received about 40,000 migrants, the most per capita of any other city in the nation, as the uh, flow of migrants uh, slowed a little bit in the deep chill of the of the winter. Uh, during this period of time, um, they have spent more than $42 million on migrants. The expenditures continue at a current pace of $3.5 million a week. More money for them, less money for citizens. The crisis could cost the city about $180 million in 2024, which represents more than 10% of its annual budget. Mr. Johnson has been making, you know, pleas and desperate requests from the White House and Congress for money. He got $9 million in authorized federal reimbursements for Denver, but it's not enough. They're spending at a rate far greater than that. He says that he's determined to strike a balance. He wants to continue to be a city that does not have women and children out on the street in tents in 20-degree weather. Well, nobody wants that. He, he also said that he wants to provide all of their constituents with the services they deserve and the services that they expect. Now, who who are their constituents? That That's the big issue because there's friction there as to what's going to happen. 
DJ Summers, Director of Policy and Research at the Common Institute, Common Sense Institute in Denver, said Denver faces a daunting path forward. Our city's resources are going to be depleted trying to help these people. If this situation continues to worsen, it will absolutely exacerbate the impact on Denver's taxpayers and city services. Hmm. How long have we been saying that? And then, of course, the mayor blames the Republican leaders in Congress who rejected a proposal negotiated by one of their own senators and supported by President Biden. It would have curbed border entries and bolstered funding for cities like Denver. How does he know that? He doesn't know that. It's conjecture on his part. But, of course, that's the way the political winds are going. He went on to say if that measure had succeeded, there would not be a crisis. Well, according to the Biden administration, there's not a crisis now. So I guess that's an easy thing to say. But again, conjecture on his part, he has no clue. He's probably not read the bill. But Denver, and it's amazing the level of hypocrisy here. Like a number of other U.S. cities, Denver does not allow local law enforcement to detain undocumented immigrants based on their status and does not turn them over to the federal authorities unless a judge has issued an arrest warrant. So they're not making it easier for themselves. They want to complain about spending the money, but there are a lot of things that they could do to make this easier. But they're sanctuary, right? And they want to make sure that they continue to be sanctuary. Well, when you continue to be sanctuary, you continue to have problems. And it's going to be interesting to see where this ultimately plays out. They know they have problems in hospitals. They're having problem in schools. Um, now the average enrollment in schools, 45 students per class. 30 to 40% increases in the number of students they have in every classroom in the city of Denver. Who suffers? Of course you know who that is. Citizens. Hospitals. They're overloaded. They can't get in. They can't get appointments. Who suffers? The taxpayers who built a lot of these facilities over the years, they're now pay- playing second fiddle to illegal immigrants that are coming into to the state of Colorado in the city of Denver. This repeats itself over and over and over again. So when you have all of the infrastructure of your city being overwhelmed uh, because of the numbers that are coming across the border, it goes back to what everyone else has said. A legal and ordered immigration is what's needed and what works because we're not set up for these numbers in a short period of time. It chokes the system and it will continue to choke the system for a long time to come. And to say that a bill that most of these folks have not even read would eliminate this situation is not true. It will not eliminate this situation because these folks under that bill still would go years without ever getting a work permit or ever getting anything um, to memorialize that they're able to engage in our communities in an open way. They know this. Everybody knows this. We don't have the infrastructure to process paper now and all of a sudden just because we pass a bill we think we're going to have the infrastructure to do so we've been trying to hire 
enough police in a number of cities for a long, long time. We've got the money. We're advertising like crazy. Nobody's coming and stepping forward. No one wants to have to risk stopping individuals who are not citizens of this country, right? And not know what's going to ultimately happen to them because they fall in a special category. Hence, the stop of the Venezuelans in New York and the two officers get their ass whipped and then they just leave. Now, we've gone about catching them, but let's see how fast we'll deport them. And we'll continue to report on that as well. But these are not anecdotal stories. These are stories that are going on each and every day throughout this country. Uh, Mainstream media doesn't like to report on these issues because it runs contrary to where they are on these issues. It runs contrary to the Democratic message that's put out there that there's no crisis at the border. And that this is Congress's fault. And the reality is, is Joe Biden has engaged in over 500 executive orders relative to immigration, undoing what was done in the Trump administration, continues to do so. And if he had just not, if he'd done nothing, we probably wouldn't have this problem. If he did just let all of those programs continue, we wouldn't be having this problem. How do we know that? He's trying to go back to those very programs. Why is that? Because when they go back historically and look at the numbers, oh, my God, it worked. We didn't have the numbers that we have now. Why is that? Where can we go? We, we got to be able to find an explanation that had nothing to do with that administration. They've searched for 18 months. They found nothing. We'll be right back, folks. Stay with us. 504-260-1870 on the Oakland Heart Jewelers Talk-In text line. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Welcome back, folks. We're joined by Arthur Hardy with the Times-Picayune, editor and publisher of the Mardi Gras Guide. Arthur, welcome to the show. Uh, are you feeling yeah. like I'm feeling? I am, my friend. Yeah, but, but unlike you, I was at the grocery store at 7 o'clock this morning getting roses for my bride for Valentine's Day. So I'm ahead of the game. You, I got the... And you didn't call me? Yeah, I should have got the card. Got the card last week. Picked up the flowers this morning, and you know I, I won't help, tell a few. Arthur, Arthur, help, help out your buddy here. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were a little busy the last few days, you know. I'm on double secret probation now. I'm sure, <laughs> but it was a good one. I knew. Uh, it, I look. I was just saying earlier. I thought you know you're always going to have an incident or two um, you want to keep that at a minimum as much as possible and um, yep. obviously I, I think we did we had weather challenges worked out the weather gods worked with yeah. us had a lot of wind it was chill it was this it was that it was something every day but seemed to work right through it we, we did we did we had some delays yesterday uh, with Zulu and Rex that uh, are going to have to be worked out um, and I think they will between the city and the two organizations everybody wants every day the parades to run smoothly you know when there are delays no matter the cause of them that's when problems happen especially when drinking's involved so there has to be a way to, to make parades move more smoothly than they did yesterday but that being said the whole season i thought was was good the crowds were solid not not record-breaking but certainly solid although some people have told me in some parades yes they were i've never seen them that big but in general I think it was a, a, a stable, moderate crowd um, and a pleasant crowd. You mentioned about people telling you thank you. I've heard that from several float riders and several different parades. And, man, what a, what a grateful crowd we had this year. And that's, that's kind of neat, huh? You know, as a rider, it is. I mean, you know, when you throw something and people say thank you, you know, thank you, and yeah. you hear it over and over and over again uh, across the route, I always make it my business to thank the out-of-town bands for coming in. Um, good, and good. sharing the experience with us, um, you know, because yeah. they're working hard as well. And a lot of folks, especially when Mardi Gras is warm, I really feel uh, feel for them because they, they don't know what humidity is until they get here in New Orleans. And yeah, they, yeah. It's, it's, they get a crash it's course in humidity. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And they're talking about thanking the bands and all, I've heard more stories of people thanking not only NOPD but the People from the other 18 agencies that were here, you know, just saying, hey, thanks for doing this, pal. You, you saved Mardi Gras. And they really did. Without them, you know, we couldn't have had a full uh, full routes for most of these parades. And and I think this is the model for the future for for big events, uh, Bayou Classic, I guess, and certainly Super Bowl. You know, we can't do it alone. We need help. And But now we know how to we know how to do it. We know we can do it, and we will do it. So Mardi Gras has, I think, served another good purpose here. 
You know, it was interesting. Um, there, I was down at Gerard and St. Charles a, a couple of times, and there was mm-hmm. a deputy sheriff. I don't know where she was from, um, and she could dance. And they had a DJ playing on the balcony. And every now and again, she would make an appearance in the middle of the street and start dancing. She would get a standing ovation from folks. I mean, the the, the screaming and the clapping and the yelling was 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 deafening. Okay, yeah. and as soon as as soon as they saw her come out of the the side of the crowd to make her way into the middle of the street, yeah. people started clapping and laughing and cutting up and having <laughs> a good great. time, and she was just having the time of her life. and And it was funny to watch all of the other out of town officers that were in the area. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. just had these <laughs> big smiles on their face, you know, <laughs> yeah. wa- watching this, and and she was just putting on a show. Yeah. So you know, every yeah, time that know. there was a delay by by, by that area, she yeah. she backfilled it with her own dancing out on the street. Yeah. I bet those other cops are saying, "Hey, we don't do that at home." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was great. Right, I mean, we, it was just you yeah. Know, we had people out from out of town that yeah. were witnessing this, and they're mm-hmm. like. What the heck is going on? Look at this. You yeah. know, they couldn't get over it. It it just happens, that, like they say, organically. You know, you, you don't choreograph those things. It, it's spontaneous and makes it wonderful. Well, I, I smelled some of the best, most delicious food I could imagine yesterday during the Rex Parade, going down St. Charles Avenue. There's so many people grilling and barbecuing and boiling seafood. And, and man... I mean, it's just so I – mean, you can't sample it, obviously. If you're moving, you can't ask people for food. Although we had a few people offer us food in exchange for those. But, man, it, it's just – you know, it, it's like a five-mile picnic along St. Charles Avenue. Yeah. Uh, what are you hearing from the crews, Arthur? Anything of any consequence? No, I think people are just so grateful, particularly in New Orleans, that we, we knew early on A would have a Mardi Gras and B would have our routes back. Because that wasn't a given the last two years, you know, and so now we're we're settled in again. Um, a calmer Mardi Gras, which is typical of an earlier Mardi Gras spring break, kids are not here, and um, I, I think that has a lot to do with the temperament of the crowd, and and again the police presence. Uh, you know, so many people said, "Man, I've never seen so many police," and it, just the the, the presence—they they weren't necessarily doing anything other than gather. But if you see five police together and you're a bad guy, you know, you, maybe you're going to take it someplace else, you know? Um, and that was an overwhelming uh, response to the whole season in, in New Orleans we're talking about is how many police we had out there and the, and the feeling of safety it gave people. And yeah, I can come down here and not worry, you know? And I think the same held true for the French quarter as well. I know there was a shooting, I guess it was last night um, or, or the night before, I don't even know what night. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it seems as though kind of very similar. Yeah, yeah. Things things were calm this year, and thank God for that. Now we've got a, more than a year to wait for next year's Mardi Gras. You know, Fat Tuesday's on March fourth, Super Bowl on the ninth, so it's going to be quite a year, and a lot of planning has to go in play for that, but um, I think we'll be up to it. But I'm looking forward to getting my ashes today and and having a peaceful Lent, uh, although we've already, you know, penciled in some things for next year. But I think we all need a break. <laughs> yeah. 
Arthur, I had uh, uh, dinner last evening with the co-captains of Argus, Lauren Shahardi, Robbie Devaney. Oh, and they were both guys. And they were both telling me about Nudie, the Nutria, having its, <laughs> own, its yeah. own cup in the parade yesterday. <laughs> and uh, that was like the Are talk of the town. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. <laughs> Nudie, the Nutria, is a celebrity yeah. for sure. I yeah. think he's going to be in a parade on the North Shore yeah. next weekend, uh, if my memory yes, serves indeed. me correct. That's right. Um, and uh, they, they were, you know, of course, I was broadcasting downtown. I wasn't aware of any yeah. of this. And, and they were saying yeah. that people people were killing themselves to get a, uh, a Nudie, the Nutria cup. I don't have one. I'd like one. Did, did they talk about the, the guy that – Fell off the float at all? Um, in the office he's fine. He he he's yeah, fine. So, um, you know, he, he, it wasn't it wasn't an intoxication <laughs> thing. He no, was trying to throw happened. too many beads at one time yeah. to his family, and they were so heavy that when he got the momentum to throw it to try and reach him in the stands or whatever, yeah. it took him with him. <laughs> and yeah. he just and then he gets just kind of went right over. Yeah, yeah. It must be Superman or something. You know, I, but when you go from one side of the float to the other, you unhook your safety rope, and you know because yeah, yeah, they, they don't extend that far. And nah. and but you know that happens, <laughs> and and because that area is barricaded, but you know yeah. the the, um, the the folks can't cross the street from one side to the other very yeah, easily. Yeah, so. yeah, but I'm just glad he's okay. When people tell me about it, I said, you know, is he going to make it? He didn't make it. He got to walk off. <laughs> Gee whiz. Yeah. Got up, one strong dude. waved to folks, and I think out of an abundance of caution, he went to the hospital to have himself checked yeah. out, which is smart on his yeah. part. Uh, yes, indeed. But uh, they were telling me big crowds, maybe a little bigger than last yeah. year. And, and last year, mm-hmm. I know we I had uh, talked with them, uh, and they, it was some of the biggest crowds that they've had in a long time, and, and they, they were very pleased with the crowds in, in Metairie. Oh, sure. And, you know, we lost one truck parade, so that, that could have had some impact on the, the length of the day, you know, and, and maybe the size of the crowds. I don't know. But, you know, the truck parades are really struggling. Uh, but we don't have the, the quantity or quality in New Orleans and in Metairie that we once had. And it's not the only lack of effort. It's just, I think, a lack of funds. And people have so many options now. There are so many parades they can join. You know, the truck parades used to be maybe your only alternative if you couldn't be in a quote-unquote real crew, you know, real parade. Um, but there, there's so many places you can participate now that I think that siphoned off some of the the uh, audience for, for the truck parades, you know. Um, a couple of observations I wanted to your thoughts on. Because of the threat of weather, there were a couple of cancellations, and they were scheduled to go the next day. The next day had a crew. They modified their time starts, ended up with two parades. I know this happened in Metairie. They tell me that the night of um, Mad Hatter's and um, Mm -hmm. now the other crew escapes me that went that night, um, they, they had bigger crowds than they've had in years. And and I've said this for a long time, that it's hard to go to a parade route for a 35 to 45 minute gig and haul all of that out there, you know, and and by the time you've set it up, the parade's over. Yeah. No, double and triple header parades are the way to go uh, for the most part. Of course, there's some problems with that, too, when they're they're too long and you get parade fatigue and 
nobody to throw to because it's one o'clock in the morning. But in Metairie, right. where we have smaller parades, I think it makes sense. But in spite of that, the uh, the symphony parade in the third year is pretty nice parade. It's small, and it traditionally has opened the season following Excalibur on the first Friday night. They didn't like the fact the symphony people that they were the parade was ending too that parade was ending too late. So they asked permission to parade on Thursday night, which was a dark night in Jefferson Parish. I was surprised the parish allowed them to add um I made the decision to allow another parade night because that, that means well, you know what it means to bring out all those services for that night which had been dark. But they did. And I'm told the crowds were extremely sparse. But surprise, surprise, you know, are you going to go see one parade or when you could go see two? And they were opposite Muses, Chaos, and Babylon and New Orleans. So it was, to me, it was a no-brainer that it was going to hurt the crew rather than help it. Sure, they, they paraded earlier, but they paraded in front of, you know, virtually nobody. And it's, it's I, I think, I just think it was a bad move. Uh, and I'm, I'm really surprised that they got permission to do it, but, but they did. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, um, especially as it relates to the economy, where this goes. Um, as I said, I think people would go out there for an hour and a half, hour and 45-minute show, but not a 45-minute yeah. show and because mm-hmm. there's a big difference. And then oh, when you have absolutely. three parades that are too big, as you said, you get yep. fatigue. So there's a delicate yeah. balance to be reached, right? It really is, and and I know they're working hard in New Orleans to try to get the parades to to move more swiftly. Uh, of course, you know breakdowns you never plan on those happening, but but they do. But uh, and and reducing the number of elements in Orleans Parish, uh, the ordinance says you cannot have more than twelve units in front of the first float, and no more than one unit between each float. So for the crews that that pay attention to that, it's made a difference. However, there's some parades that pay no attention to it. And so far, nothing's happened to them. I understand this year there's going to be a, a, a review. You know, they videotape all these parades. So mm-hmm. you can't say I was misquoted. You know, if you have 20 units in front of the first float and it should have been 12, uh-oh, you caught me. You know, now what's the penalty? I mean, you're not going to lose your permit over one violation. But but certainly, the, and, you know, and I, I like Mardi Gras to run itself. I don't like government interference and intervention. But sometimes we bring these regulations on ourselves and, you know, it's not just about your parade, it's about the entire evening, and most of all, public safety. The longer the people are out there, the more they drink, you know, in, in your former profession, that's when problems have. So, so uh, too much of a good thing is uh, not a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Final thoughts, Arthur? Well, I just i am so glad we had a peaceful, calm, you know, an ordinary Mardi Gras is plenty good enough. It doesn't have to be extreme. It's extraordinary, even when it's ordinary. <laughs> yeah, it's, and this this was a this was a wonderful year, and I'm I'm very grateful we got through another one. And looking forward to next year after 40 days of uh, repentance. <laughs> well, I'll say this: the miracle of Mardi Gras was Toth Sunday, all of those parades getting in when every yep. weather person said it was going to be a bomb, and how <laughs> it it worked out, but. No one got wet. It's <laughs> it, a miracle. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was funny. I was watching the front. As as it approached the coast, it would split. Some went north, yeah. some went south, and, and we, we paraded on. 
Absolutely. It was no a doubt. great day and a great season. And always a pleasure to be with you. All righty. Arthur Hardy, thank you so much for joining us. And get some rest, my friend. I'm planning on it. Thanks, Noel. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i'm tony kornheiser this is my show my friends come on and you know them we talk about the sports you care about basketball now golf and the metronome of your life baseball whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Got a couple of texts. Folks are saying that the crowds were leaving before the second parade was over. You have crews that pay for a prime time ride and they are not getting it. Many parades in the city ended after midnight. Well, that's true. The crowds left before they ended. The city started this many years ago to save the city money. I really don't know how, uh, when the city agencies are out for hours more than just one or two por- parades. Uh, they, you know, they were. I know they clean up after the parades pass, so it pushes everything back. Trust me, I think all of the city employees would like to see the parades end sooner, not later. There are a lot of things that cause a lot of delays uh, that happen out there. Um, I think it's going to take a collective and collaborative effort on many people's parts uh, to ensure it. But there's still, you're dealing with machinery, things happen. You're dealing with human error, things happen. You're dealing with a whole... Uh, number of issues. The Mylar confetti cannons, I would certainly hope after the power outage that occurred this year that there's a lesson learned and we outlaw that. Um, I don't know why they were big this year. I saw a bunch of them, both the paper as well as the Mylar confetti cannons being shot. You can hear them. They're very loud. No, no big deal there. But if the Mylar is going to be a problem with uh, you know, arcing something and, and having a power outage, we can't have it. Uh, we just got to say no can do. Um, it doesn't add that much to the experience, in my view. And if we're going to experience power outages and therefore out of safety and for everyone that we're going to be experiencing delays, 
uh, into into parades because Entergy's got to get in to assess the situation to make sure it's not worse than than uh, what they think it may be, which is the smart thing to do, right? We have to outlaw it. Um, these things have to be revisited. You've heard me say many, many times that we ought to spend more time running this like a business. That decisions about Mardi Gras typically should be resolved before the end of August or before September. And that everything is kind of solidified by that point in time. You know, the whole thing about how many units you can have in front and the back and everything Everybody has to adhere to them, to, should be adhering to these rules, because it's not about them. It's about the overall show. You make these decisions like that in violation of the ordinance, you impact other parades, plain and simple. It should not be allowed. And there should be an inspector at the parade when they're lining up, and if they're supposedly 12 units before the king's float, and that's the limit, and there are 14, two got to go. Plain and simple. It may seem a little harsh to some folks. Do it once, and it'll never happen again. And these are the things that you do to make sure and ensure that everybody's going to have or going to be in the best position possible to accomplish their route, to accomplish it timely, to accomplish it in an efficient manner so that everyone can have the experience that each and every one has paid a lot of money uh, to participate in, put in a lot of time uh, to put that show on all year long, and there, therefore everyone gets the ROI on their investment. And I know we can do it. There's no doubt in my mind. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Folks, when we come back after the top of the news, after the top of the break news, excuse me, someone corrected me the other day on the uh, text line, and I'm listening. Top of the break news. Uh, J.P. Morrell joins us, uh, New Orleans City Council President, and we'll talk about uh, how Mardi Gras went from the council's perspective and other issues. And we'll visit with Walt Leger from New Orleans and & Company, and he'll share his insights on the trip to Vegas for the handoff for the Super Bowl in 2025. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. 
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.